0: Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. This episode is sponsored by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Call us at 719-452-4803. Here's your host, Trevor Sherry.
1: Thank you for joining us today on Candid Conversations. I am thrilled about the discussion that we're gonna to have today. Uh, it is something that we've talked about a lot about in the office lately, and we have one of our board members joining us, Christy Tamalo, who is, in my opinion, a superhero. Uh, but I will let you introduce yourself and kind of explain uh, a little bit of what we're talking about today and uh, where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, well, um, I am a former educator I ran a gifted program in Fairfax County, Virginia, and in Spotsylvania County, Virginia, and have a lot of experience um, with a gifted community and uh, with kids in general and parents. And I've seen, especially in Fairfax County, which was a very affluent. Neighborhood um, outside of Washington, D.C., where they also had a uh, suicide cluster, the same kinds of things that we were seeing here. Hmm. And that's how I got involved in all of this.
1: Yeah. And just to pre- preface it, we are talking about this
0: concept of redefining success for our kids. Yes. So, Christy, you and I met, what, so, over a year ago. Yes. Year, year, it's been a year and a half right yeah, wow, I think a, so. It's <laughs> been a long time. And just for our listeners, that we came together over a common interest and desire to help the community. Uh, for those that don't know, that are listening, you know, Colorado Springs and El Paso County had uh, over 40, 40 teen suicides in yes. 2015 and 16. In uh, 2017, uh, we've had four, which is. Still a tragedy, yes. uh, but we met over coffee and just uh, this desire to go, how do we shape or shift or change yes. culture around uh, success for our kids? And uh, you and I and another one of our former board members, Leith McHugh, did a parent talk series last year and then in the fall and uh, just really engaging that. So Christy, as as we begin this conversation, maybe set the stage a little bit for our listeners of, of how is success modeled uh, in our communities right now? Before we def- redefine it, let's right. define it first right. so that mm-hmm. our listeners can understand what that looks right. like.
2: Well, basically, um, in education, today we we have a lot of testing that we have to deal with, mm-hmm. and that's just part of the culture today. Right. Um, but it does... Um, raise issues for a lot of kids and families because there's a lot of pressure today mm-hmm. to right. succeed and be successful. And um, Carol Dweck talks a lot about this growth mindset. And um, and we really do need to have a growth mindset with our kids. It's not all about your success, but you know, um, just feeling good about who you are as a person. Um, the fact that you woke up today <laughs> should be enough that right. we mm-hmm. don't have all this stuff that we have to prove mm. to the world and um and but I yet I think in this climate of testing Um, that's one of the negative things that comes out of it um, is that kids feel like I've, you know, I've got to be better. I've got to be more. I'm somehow not enough. And, um, and helping parents to understand, you know, ways to talk about a growth mindset and, and to shift this whole success Mm -hmm. um, uh, thing into more of a growth mindset of, you know, you're okay who you are, and let's just be the best version mm-hmm. of yourself that you can be, but but that you don't have to to you know, have a certain grade point average, or you don't have to have a certain standing in mm-hmm. your class, or you don't have to you know, take four AP classes this year to be good enough.
0: <laughs> right. So for, for our listeners, remember, go back and listen to, we did a whole podcast on growth versus fixed mindset with yep. and talked about Carol Dweck, and I'm glad that we're talking about this yep. again, because it's just a good reminder. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing for me is, is when we've, and I'm sure you've done this too, when you go out and talk to parents, they're like, but doesn't GPA matter? Doesn't how many AP tests, classes they can take matter for their college career and their success? Uh, what would you say to a parent that comes to you, you know, as we're laying this foundation, what would you say to a parent that comes to you and kind of fights you on that uh, that paradigm?
2: Well, one of the things that that uh, I talk about a lot with parents is what it's going to look like in the future for their kids. Mm. And really, their kids need to learn not so much how to take tests, but how to live life. And they've got to be able to be flexible. They've got to be resilient. They've got to be gritty. They've got to have all of these qualities in the lives that they're going to lead because because of exponential technologies in the future, sure. nanotech, biotech, autonomous cars, all of these things that are going to affect the future it's going to affect their jobs Mm -hmm. and so these kids are going to be lifelong learners so it's not going to be they shouldn't be groomed to just take in information and regurgitate it on a test they really need to have life skills that help them in these jobs where they're going to have to be continuously learning they're going to be lifelong learners and literally these these Exponential technologies will impact the jobs that they're in. Mm -hmm. They'll have to go back to school, get more more education, then come back and maybe another kind of, of uh, technology will impact it further and they'll have more, more schooling to have to go to. And so it's going to be a very different future, not like for us where you stayed in a job for 30 years. Sure, It's going to be very different. So they're going to have to have life skills that are going to be really, really important. And that means knowing how
1: to learn and relearn. Hmm. Well, something that I'm hearing, Christy, is that maybe we've been defining success from the past of what success could have been if we were born 30 years previous That's exactly right and that's not applicable anymore
2: it's not and we're sort of in a time warp and that's why we have to help parents understand what the future that their kids are are going to be living in are going to be like and um and they really do need to be lifelong learners and 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 not, not saying anything against education. It's just that it's a bureaucracy and it's slow to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where we are. We're stuck in the past. Think about it. Kids can change their world at the touch of a button. Right. And they can get information at the touch of a button, but yet we have a, um, a system that is, um, you know kind of uh, stuck in this uh, mentality that you know we have to be the disseminators of sure. knowledge when mm. really they can get any kind of knowledge they want right. at the touch of their fingertip.
0: right so if parents are here listening to us right now and going, "Yes, this is what we're <laughs> supposed to do, I agree yes. And yet my kids are still going to school and they're still <laughs> yes. demanding us to test <laughs> right. and they're yes. still doing these kinds of right. things. Yep. like how so what I'm hearing too is that it needs to be a almost a grassroots it does. In the home, it does. Communities encouraging each other, neighbors encouraging. How how do we do this in a way that doesn't adversely impact our kids, but encourages them to become that lifelong learner in the midst of a system that's going to take
2: some time to some change. Some time to change. Yes. Well, I think it starts with people like us who come come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, you know, um, we can we can do things differently," and mm-hmm. and you can be those change agents in in the world in your little community who um do things differently and challenging parents to you know to teach their kids about a growth mindset and that Mm. the brain has a great deal of plasticity Mm -hmm. and that you're always learning and that it's not just about a a given test on any given day Mm -hmm. and that that's your that's how smart you are Mm -hmm. really it's way more than that Mm -hmm. and um so i think just being those change agents and and giving parents um the information and the knowledge so that they can change how they're looking at something and help their kids change how they look at something.
0: Absolutely. I think that's, 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 that's a beautiful um, concept. And I think I'm glad that there's people like you and others that we've met yes. that are really championing this, you know, Carol Dweck is amazing. And oh, we've
2: gosh, yes. pushed your book
0: on our last uh, podcast yep. uh, about growth mindset and, and fixed mindset. Um, and I think one of the things that we find, right. Is that, uh, Parents might say, okay, that's all well and good. I'm just, I'm scared to start. I'm scared mm-hmm. to, where, right. how do I take the first step? So if, from a practical standpoint, if you were talking to a parent going, okay, you know, theoretically, this is right. wonderful. Yep. What's that first step? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, Start just going online and looking at people who are doing this kind of work. Ted Dentersmith is a perfect example.
0: Could you spell that? Don't be yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I can. Um, but anyway, um, he's a perfect example of somebody who um, was helping his kid hmm. with a um a project. Um he came home and said, I'm gonna be learning about about um All these different things in science and, you know, can you help me? And he was learning about simple machines. So his dad said, let's build a lever. So he did that. And um, they he learned far more than he needed to learn because he actually built the things. It was all hands on project based. And Then he went to school and took the test, but because he didn't use the word lever, he failed this test. Oh, gosh. And yeah. And so, but that's how it is today. You have to have that right word. And, um, but he could show through a drawing to his teacher that he had learned far more than he was being asked on that test. And so it's just it's just understanding that you mm-hmm. know having having that kind of information and then s- being able to go to the school and say let's partner sure. let's mm. partner we want to do more for our kids we want our kids to to really be able to learn in a way that's going to benefit them for the future. Mm. So let's partner together just having these conversations. I know I always felt respected when parents came in and said, "Let's do this together. Can we can we make this better for for you know, my kid. Sure. And I always was very open to that. It's when people come at us in a, in a negative way and right. tell us what we're doing bad. Right. So we want to partner with our schools. And I just heard today at a luncheon um, uh, this morning that uh, there's a project based learning school opening up right in Cordera. Right. And that's, nice. yes. Yeah, so, no, that's so cool. we have one, uh, a school right here, just like Ted Dentersmith mm-hmm. started in California, right here in our own community. That's great. Yeah. I so love
0: Exciting. Well, it's it's interesting too as we've come in contact with parents. I think it's not only do we see the needs of the kids, and 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 I think maybe we'll save this topic for a different podcast with you about yes. over, overexcitability and asynchrony yes. and that kind of stuff. Yes. But the 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 way our kids are gifted and the giftedness of our kids is mm-hmm. changing yes. uh, and has been morphing over the years. You know, yes. so it's not just a a, a testing giftedness or a, an academic quote unquote right. giftedness. Um, but it's interesting as I've, I've we've worked in this community you know in our communities here it's not so much that the kids would be opposed to it it's that the parents hmm. having are having a hard time
2: yes um, that is correct
0: grasping this and finding the benefit in this and it's adversely affecting our right. teenagers.
2: That's right. It's because we've gotten used to class standings and class rankings mm. and what you made what score you made on that test and and we like that cuz it feels sec- like a security blanket to us. But when you think about it and look at it long term mm. um it's it's really not the correct way to prepare somebody for the future that they're going to right. have—that we just right. talked
1: about—because as soon as you graduate high school, yes, the rules of the world change completely. Oh, absolutely! It's no longer—I mean, I've—I I graduated in a really high-performing school where mm-hmm. I had two valedictorians that were also on the varsity soccer team and the basketball team, mm-hmm. and real high achievers, yep. totally successful in high school, yeah—and have gone on to be normal joes Yep. it wasn't anything you know we had great aspirations for what they would become and then they got into the real world and it was normal yes like
0: everybody else yes it's just so different mm-hmm. it is different and i know in a conversation that you and i had a while ago it, you had talked about uh, the college satisfaction uh, that students leave high school top of the world King of the Hill, Queen yes. of the Hill, however yeah. you want to say that. Yes, and they get to college and they're just going through the motions. Right. Do you remember? The, I don't know if you remember the statistics that conversation that we yes. had. Yes.
2: Yeah. Forty-one point six percent of of kids in college are stating that anxiety is one of their biggest problems, and we're seeing more anxiety on college campuses today than ever before, and it's because we're not preparing them mm-hmm. for what they've got to to undertake. Yeah. I mean, do
0: you, the, the thing that comes to mind, and maybe this is a Poor analogy, but it's almost like the Stepford Wives syndrome, mm-hmm. where we've programmed our kids to think and act a certain way, and then get into the real world, and then they're like, right?
2: <laughs> they don't have the skills. What? They right. don't have the skills necessary right. to cope. That's the problem. And so we've gotta, we've gotta. It, it's become a cultural problem, mm. and, and it's a big problem. And that's why we've got to have the the courage to face this and yeah. do something about it. And and helping parents understand. Um, you know here's here's a, a statistics we we always think that these kids who are from you know lower class neighborhoods are the ones who are the most risk but in actuality sunia luther did a whole lot of like decades of of studies on these um, kids in uh, from wealthy neighborhoods mm-hmm. who are are the most at risk kids mm-hmm. and so there are at-risk population. And we're, we're a perfect example yeah. of that right here in Colorado Springs. And yet we don't talk about that. Right. And that's a really important thing.
1: Well, and with wealth, it's, it's that expectation that everything has to be perfect because I think that's the American dream. That's yep. what our culture in america has defined as successful Mm -hmm. is a lot of money having a great net worth right and you have no problems well
0: right and and it's interesting too because (laughs) i've and i won't name names or give a scenario but there was an organization that we wanted to work with Mm -hmm. and we're trying to make the case Mm -hmm. that the middle class to upper middle class to affluent populations are the most at risk out of any population absolutely and they wouldn't they wouldn't partner because they felt like it, it was a num- it was a monetary issue not a right. access to care right. issue or a, and and they were very amenable very kind and they said if you can prove this right. then call us back next year and we'll, we'll work with you and i'm like okay it is it is a culture shift it's a it's right. a mindset it is. shift it's a it's it is. a uh, and it's and it's interesting too cuz access to care is yes. is is even more diminished or uh, less accessible uh, for correct. that population too? That's correct. When a, on a mental health standpoint, or a mm-hmm. gifted and talented testing standpoint, yep. or any of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, huh? It it baffles me uh, that in our 2018, yes. you know, we're sitting here talking about uh, doing some stuff the same old, the same old. You
2: right. Know. I know. I know. That's why we have to have the courage to talk about this and bring it out to the light and expose it and say, hey, we can do something about yeah. this and we should, because sure. it, it's our kids and their their mental health is at stake. Mm-hmm. And it's that important. Yeah.
1: And I wanted to bring up a, a, a part of this conversation that's really been impactful for me. Mm-hmm. And it's that, yes, we need to redefine success as a whole. Yes. But redefining success also needs to happen on an individual level yes my definition of success for my life should be different than your definition for success absolutely as with all of my siblings and yes. so and in order to do that as we've talked before it takes parents knowing their kids yes and seeing where they can go that's
0: right and encouraging them that direction well and it's a perpetual mindset so for me i mean I think about uh i was just talking to a friend that Today over lunch, going. I was trained to be a counselor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This like nonprofit stuff, being a business owner, learning how to raise funds and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I've never was never taught that kind of stuff, right. and my I know my tendency is to get clammed up, freaked out, and not move forward. Yeah. Right. But. I can't do that because of all the books I've read over the last 10 right. years because yes. of the things I know that I can't stay in that fixed mindset, even though I know it's my propensity. Right. But for su- success for me, if I were to be completely honest, is going, I'm going to take that first step and do something that's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and yes. see what I learned. Yes. For me, that's mm-hmm. my success. Yes. For somebody else, it might be pulling back the reins or right. doing something different. Right? right? But I think, Trevor, you make a really good point is, is really taking that step back and, and asking ourselves what does success look like for me? And then really calling out those fixed mindsets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um,
2: And I think, I think Trevor's right in that it does look different for each family and each kid. Yeah. And you can't even treat each kid in your own family the same because we're all different. And that's why I think parents have to not just look at success as this blanket thing. Like my kid's got to make it into, you know, an Ivy league school or he's just a failure. Uh, you know but but look at it in terms of what is my kid really good at mm. and what is he passionate about mm. and what motivates him mm. and to get up in the morning you know what let me look at that and help right. my kid dream big yeah. right. and and become successful in the natural gifts and traits he's been given
1: yeah you're building identity yes. rather than a shell of a career almost.
2: that's exactly right and we've become really um, We've distorted the whole idea of success mm-hmm. in our culture.
0: Yeah. And, and Trevor and I will tackle this issue um, more so, and, and w- especially with, with Christy on overexcitability and some giftedness piece. Yeah. But we're also going to tackle this from a, a suicide perspective. We haven't done that yet right. uh, mm-hmm. in our podcast. And so there's a lot of things that tie into this. Yes, Definition of success and redefining success that we don't have time to talk about in a twenty four minute podcast, <laughs> but that we will talk about over time. And I want our listeners to hang on there because these will build on each other, right. and we'll do our best to to categorize them in our uh, in our listen so you can find which ones kind of play on right. each other. but uh, christy, i I'm just so thankful for people like you mm-hmm. uh, that see the world. Differently, mm-hmm. uh, and are willing to call it out, and are willing to stand up and go. Wait, wait a second. Yeah, that's just that's not right. That's not the way it should be. Because if we didn't have people like you, I mean, we'd never have yeah. advancement. We'd never be challenged to think uh, differently. And so, I'm I'm just grateful for for you and for the the the, uh, the impact that you're having on this community.
2: Thank you, thank you so much.
0: And Christy, something that I
1: really enjoy doing with all of our guests on this show is uh, asking. About the most important step a person can take, which is the next one. Mm-hmm. So, from this conversation, what is the next step? How can we start putting this concept into practice?
2: Well, I think just being courageous and doing something that might be counterculture as a parent. And, you know, saying, um, what can I do differently that will help my child understand better about who he is and not make it about a system or about a cultural mindset and make it more about what best fits my kid.
1: Love it. Thank you, Christy.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for joining candid conversations. If you would like more information, go to mayfieldcounseling.com slash candid conversations and check out our Facebook page, candid conversations with Dr. Mayfield.